Hey, y'all, it's Asia. Hey, y'all, it's Asia. <laughs> I completely texted now. Thanks, Glenda. Wow. It's been like a month and three days. A little over one-twelfth of the calendar year, and you've already picked up the accent. Well, you know, when people nice, they nice. You want to be like, you emulate them, and shit happens, and this would come of it. <laughs> you went through so much in that sentence. <laughs> At first, it was like a hickey bonics. I don't know nothing about birth or no babies. <laughs> and I don't want your life. <laughs> Number one, Texans don't go back. They only go forward. Number two, you didn't understand me. Not my fault. Your ears just must not be working. And uh, number three. Is Glenda Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I wish. Are you secretly living with Matthew McConaughey? Matthew? You would tell me, right? Have we worked in that exclusivity clause any more than we did? I remain no more exclusive than I was last time. Then I would not tell you who I'd be living with now, would I? Oh, come on. You would keep naked bongo parties for me? I would completely keep naked bongo parties from you. Have you naked bongo partied without me? Have you podcasted without me? This is the, by that I mean, podcast, and clearly the wounds were not fully healed. Nor do I think they ever will be. Well, are, are you getting bennies yet? Are you getting benefits at work yet? Because I hope your insurance covers emotional scars. Oh, I thought you meant benzos. Because those do cover emotional scars, actually. Those do, too, actually. (laughs) The answer is not yet to either, which is why this open wound is still festering in your face at this moment. I just hope it doesn't infect the podcast. We'll see. To me, it is the union of our words that makes this holy. Is that what you tell every girl, the guest hosts? Or just me? No, it's it's what I tell every girl. (sighs) Fucking vocal whore. So yes, this is another emotionally battered, but not beaten episode of By That I Mean. I'm Seth Pearson. I'm Asia Coleman. And we're going to illuminate for you just a few of the leading absurd lights in the skies above America. It's Friday. It's Friday. No, never again. Gotta get down on Friday. You do not have to get down on Friday. You can get up on Friday. <laughs> we, we, we so excited. We so excited. We so excited because they released the West Memphis 3, Asia. <laughs> <laughs> That was the smoothest. We're going to have a ball today because someone who was on death row for 18 years is going to sleep a free man tonight. We to bring it down to somber tones. Well, I think you brought it down to somber tones with the bleak (laughs) musical stylings of Rebecca Black. (laughs) Bleak? If anything, we so excited is nothing but a triumph of the human spirit. 
This is from CNN. Uh, three men convicted of killing three West Memphis, Arkansas boys in 1993 were freed following a court hearing Friday. The men, Damian Eccles, Jesse Miss Kelly Jr., and Jason Baldwin, attended the hearing in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Eccles had been sentenced to death, and Miss Kelly and Baldwin were given life sentences in the May 1993 slayings of Stephen Branch and fellow second graders Michael Moore and Christopher Byers. The boys' bodies were mutilated and left in a ditch, hogtied with their own shoelaces. So how exactly were the convicted men able to go free? Wow, CNN, thanks for being a dick. New DNA evidence failed to link the men to the scene. And the state Supreme Court ruled in November that all three could present new evidence to the trial court in an effort to clear them. They struck a deal with the prosecution by entering what is known as an Alfred plea, which means that they didn't admit to any actual criminal act. But they acknowledged the prosecution probably has enough evidence that it would lead to their conviction. Didn't they... Yeah, well, well, apparently what happened is that they have enough circumstantial evidence. Circumstances haven't changed after so many years? Well, these three men were tried and convicted of the murder of those three boys in 1993. During the trial, the prosecution put forth the idea that the only purported motive in the case was that the slayings were part of a satanic ritual. This is from Wikipedia. Wait, what year did this happen again? 1993. I don't remember any of this (laughs) from when I was nine. They, they made, made a documentary about yeah. it. They made a documentary. And they're apparently making a couple more movies about it now. They had to change the ending to the one movie that they made oh, already because they, yeah, they were, already had so. one. They had one already um, that was like in the works and they had to change the ending to it now because someone revisited it. Thanks a lot, West Memphis 3. Right? Like, couldn't you have gotten <sighs> a fucking better lawyer the first fucking time so we don't have to relive this fucking shit again? No. I mean, seriously. Right? You're going to make those actors come back to set. <laughs> wow. They have to dig out all the old costumes. The set designer has to return. The set designer, let's we can all be sure, has had several subsequent gigs. Right? And is not ready to revisit this world. Do you understand how fucking much the producers are going to have to pay for the actors to come back on set each day? It was so selfish. Selfish. Of that man on death row to come home to his own bed, a free man. Right. Was he not thinking of anyone else? I don't think so. No, the only the, the only reason this isn't well, I think this is a hundred percent good news, but the only shitty thing about it is these Alfred plea things, which interestingly were not pacts to become a butler to a reclusive billionaire who has a nightlife as a superhero but rather a guilty plea. Even though they're free, they're still going to be convicted murderers for the rest of their lives because they entered basically a guilty plea. And you can get a job. You can't go into the military. You can't vote. You can't, vote. You can't, can't own a gun. I was going to get to all of those, but those are, those are all very valid points. Um, the owning gun thing, don't really... Right. I would say they probably don't want to get <laughs> yeah, guns exactly. right now. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like they're Casey Anderson. They didn't actually do it. Anthony. What the, did I say? Casey Anderson. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Who is Casey Anderson? <laughs> Who is it? Who? She must have friends. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to need protection. People are going to be on their side. This is a feel-good story. It's just not feel-good in the sense that couldn't somebody who is profiting 
off the attention of the case, which is the filmmakers of the company, got them a better lawyer to get them not convicted, maybe? I mean, yeah, they're free. That's great, but... Well, and not only that, but I, I think their biggest crime was not being rich like people on Wall Street. Because if they had killed people by speculating old people's money and chopping up poor people's mortgages into a million pieces, then they could have gotten away with it scot-free rather than spending all this nearly two decades in shit in prison. So lesson to all of you who are going to be falsely accused of murder. Don't. A, don't. And B, <laughs> if you must, be rich. Yeah. I mean, or maybe it's just they wanted to get out immediately and don't have to spend any more time in jail. That's honestly what I think it is. I think they were so sick Same of it that they wanted any possible way. Well, and not only that, but this was the way that Arkansas wouldn't have to admit any kind of wrongdoing because they have the guilty pleas on the books. Arkansas is so backwards, awful. It's well, there are a lot of I mean, have you parts ever heard of this country that successfully refused to change. Have you ever heard of a positive story coming out of Arkansas? I was going to say Bill Clinton, but that's not even a positive story. Well, now it is. It's like, it's like, huh? In comparison. Yeah, huh? Yeah, like, huh? The only president dumb enough to be caught for their affairs? Like fucking JFK had a fucking Marilyn Monroe was singing to him in public and still didn't get caught. JFK was caught red-handed. He just wasn't prosecuted for it by fucking Republicans. He wasn't. Nobody said anything. They were just like, oh, look, Marilyn Monroe's singing. It's awesome. Well, yeah, because it wasn't a prosecutable offense back then. She was just singing to him. It was like, oh, great. Look at that. It's awesome. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Marilyn Monroe's all singing and everyone's like, oh, she's fucking him. (laughs) No, it was the 60s. People were... Like the lollipop guild back then, everybody was awesome and innocent. <laughs> this is my view of the '60s. Is <laughs> like, an idealized view that I've seen. Yeah, in you're. But it's not even the idealized view because the idealized view is like free love and consequence-free sexual congress. No. No. Against. <clears throat> STDs. Afraid of them. Anyway, so... I'm against them too, you guys. The By That I Mean podcast... Against STDs. fully opposed to all sexually transmitted infections and diseases. We take firm stance here. Oh, yeah. Genocide? Not for me. Maybe for some people. Not for me. I'm against it as well. You guys... We have found so much common ground here. I, I think we're we're like the view over here, but we're more like the talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot like who is that? Julie Chung. Julie Chen. Julie that's Chen. It. Wow. 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 I just racist. Wang Chung. Who's the host? <laughs> what? No, it wasn't even like Chen that. Chen Li. What? No. Oh my God. My my last roommate was named Julie Chung. Chow Yun Fat. There are actually two. Bads to this. What's the other bad? Um, no one found the person that actually killed the damn. There wasn't. There was actually a development in that. I would not want to go to Arkansas ever. It's a bad yeah, place like for in, like my people in general. But other than that, it's just like a bad place for like just lazy law enforcement. Oh, but come on, that's not restricted to Arkansas. Uh, yeah, but it's it's a, like fucking. It's a mecca of just bad for me as a black woman. 
It's bad for me as a black woman, too. Dude, don't even get me started on how they treat homosexuals there. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, home of Mike Huckabee. Um, so also from Wikipedia, in July 2007, new forensic evidence was presented in the case, including evidence that none of the DNA collected at the crime scene matched the defendants, but did match Terry Hobbs, the stepfather of one of the victims, as well as a friend of Hobbs, whom he had been with on the day of the murders. And has this Terry Hobbs person been arrested? I don't know. Again, if anything... It's been Thanks over to 20 Arkansas. years. It's been over 20 years. Yeah, I think Arkansas doesn't give a shit. Over 20 years. Well, but, and they, they were in such a rush originally, that's, that was this mistake, was a huge rush to judgment. So from that one tiny, tiny bit of partial justice comes another one. Partial justice. Partial justice. <laughs> Pennsylvania judge gets 28 years in kids for cash case. And this is from AJC.com. A northeastern Pennsylvania judge was ordered Thursday to spend nearly three decades in prison for his role in a massive bribery scandal that prompted the state's high court to toss thousands of juvenile convictions and left lasting scars on the children who appeared in his courtroom and their hapless families. Former Luzerne County Judge Mark Chivarella Jr. was sentenced to 28 years in federal prison for taking a $1 million bribe from the builder of a pair of juvenile detention centers in a case that became known as Kids for Cash. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned about 4,000 convictions issued by this asshole between 2003 and 2008, saying he violated the constitutional rights of the juveniles, including the right to legal counsel and the right to intelligently enter a plea. This judge criticized the assistant U.S. attorney for referring to the case as kids for cash, saying it sank his reputation. That, that, was, a, that was an eye roll is what that was. And the, the judge says, he backdoored me and I never saw it coming. Those three words made me the personification of evil. They made me toxic and caused a public uproar the likes of which this community has never seen. He should be tarred and feathered and publicly flogged. Uh, I don't <laughs> think we can ask for a hanging, but tarring... Oh, do they actually kill them when they hang them? Tarring, feathering, and flogging. Do they actually, like, kill them when they hang them? Hanging tends to kill you. Oh, I thought that they just a little like, bit. I thought they just hung them so you could throw a things at them. Bit. And then they like un No, that's pillaring. That's Pillorying. The one. Yeah, that's Yeah, the one. he should be pilloried. Yeah, he should be in a public square of some yeah. form. Yeah. He needs to like like he needs to have the children of the corn come and like Um, not the children of the corn, the children that he fucking locked up. Yeah, and then also the children of the corn because they're scarier probably. Because I doubt that these kids that he locked up did anything wrong. Chivarella, known for his harsh and autocratic courtroom demeanor, pocketed the cash from this private prison company while filling the beds of the private lockups with children as young as 10, many of them first-time offenders convicted of petty theft and other minor crimes. He often ordered youths he had found delinquent to be immediately shackled, handcuffed, and taken away without giving them a chance to say goodbye to their families. Oh, God, and I love how he's whining about how they're treating him in his fucking name. Yeah. Like, it means some shit. You're a douche. Super douche. He's a super douche. Can we, can we, can we agree on that, everybody? Everybody. Everybody. Please tweet me and give us support for labeling this man a super douche. 
first of all, I, I don't think any of you are going to tweet me. And <laughs> second of all, I will take it completely for granted that you agree with me that this man is a super douche. Um, so. But no, he needs to be tarred and feathered. He needs to be pilloried. He needs to be flogged. Very much. This is the kind of shit that, like, seriously, if I were a parent, I would literally want to have his balls in a vice and just squeeze until they burst. Because people are really protective of their kids. And I feel like if I had a kid, I'd be just as protective. Imagine the guilt of a parent who had placed their trust in the legal system to properly administer punishment to kids when they break the law. And when there are private prisons that allow people to profit from enforcing the law, then it's obvious that crazy horrific abusive shit like this is going to happen. It's bound to happen because someone's going to make a profit from enforcing the law. How the fuck many prisons, juvenile or not, Oh, have these arrangements yes. with judges? Well, funny you should mention that because the Papers Pleased law in Arizona was passed thanks to the lobbying efforts and the multi-million dollar contributions of the private prison industry in Arizona because who is going to profit the most from police checking everyone to see if they're illegal but private prisons that will imprison illegal immigrants. So, yeah, it's happening all over the country because courts and quote-unquote justice is becoming a for-profit enterprise. These jails need to be shut the fuck down. There is a place where people should obviously have to go if they are violent, you know? They should have a place they can go away from the general populace. But, like... Well, again, prison has become a business now. It's no longer about rightly assigning blame for bad actions. And it's also not about rehabilitating prisoners and returning them to productive society. Well, I mean, that's definitely true. They don't, now it's just they don't about, rehabilitate. Now it's just about it's locking like a them fucking, up and throwing like away the key. It's a rape playground. It's a rape playground. Where yeah, that too. The rest of this episode is going to be about Rick Perry. Ew. Because that stupid hairpiece is probably going to be the Republican nominee for president in 2012. I, I think that you are really counting Rochelle Bachman out. No, I am. And she's just crazy enough to do it. She's good at fundraising from her base, but Rick Perry is good at getting corporate and banker money. Not only that, C-SPAN just uploaded this video from some stupid fucking Rick Perry speech. After the speech, he's like milling through the crowd. This guy who's like um, Bank of America's head of blah, 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 like some outreach bullshit. And it picked it up on the microphone that was clipped onto Rick Perry's tie. The guy's like, oh, I'm such and such, Bank of America. We'll help you out. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have VOA, by the way. Yeah, seriously. Fuck VOA. So, yeah, Rick Perry just announced his candidacy for the president. And as I just mentioned, he's got both the theological, hyper-religious, crazy right-winging going on, but also the crazy fundraising talent. And the funny wrinkle in that is that Karl Rove hates the guy's guts because George W. Bush, when he was running for the governorship of Texas, 
wanted to keep the campaign positive, and Rick Perry went dirty, dirty. What did he do that was dirty? Attack ads. Why does the fucking Republican governor in Texas need to go dirty for any of his ads? If right? you're running for the Republican governorship. <laughs> you just like raise your hand and say, I'm the Republican one. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Hey, look at me. I'm a white guy in Texas. And I'm a Republican. <laughs> Vote for me. <laughs> the end. That's usually enough. Yeah, the end. That's, that's, that's just, what, you expected this to be longer? Yeah, it's appropriate that you bring up Michelle Bachman because Michelle Bachman and Rick Perry um, both have really deep ties, um, as this Daily Beast article explains, to a fringe fundamentalist movement known as Dominionism, which says Christians should rule the world. Well, you know, Beyonce thinks that the girls run the world. And tea it's partiers true. think that dominionism runs the world. So, I mean... Are you saying Beyonce is Jesus? No, what I'm saying is, who's who's to say who's right? I'm saying it may not be a Beyonce or tea partiers question. I think that they are definitely out of are face. Are those the somebody. only they two the, options? They're the only two that have come forward to say that somebody definitively runs the world. And that's all I'm saying. Okay. They're the only competing theories yes. put forward here. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Does that mean Rick Perry is Jay-Z? Um, no. If anything, he'd be Rihanna. Wow. Just like competing demographic, something that's after the same prize, being Jay-Z, even though he's not no prize. But Rick Perry doesn't have a Chris Brown. Michelle Bachman is threatening to beat him. In an election. Michelle Bachman is like Chris Rick Brown. Perry's Chris Brown. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't think there's anything wrong with this metaphor whatsoever. I think it's airtight. Yeah. This is an airtight metaphor. Um, and according to this article, if you want to end, if you want to understand Michelle Bachman and Rick Perry, understanding dominionism isn't optional. Put simply, dominionism means that Christians have a God-given right to rule all earthly institutions. Originating among some of America's most radical theocrats, it's long had an influence on religious right education and political organizing. They believe, certain Christians, very rich, very white Christians, are destined to not just take dominion over government, but stealthily climb to the commanding heights of what they term the seven mountains of society, including the media and the arts and the entertainment world. Um, oh no! You get your fucking hands right. Oh, <laughs> right. You, I'm sorry. Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron Asia. It started with the Left Behind series. Are you sure it didn't start with fucking growing pains? Are you saying that he was a stealth secret? A secret dominionist. Don't show me that smile again. I can't not show you the smile when I've uncovered something. This. Waste another insidious. minute on your crying. Was that the theme song to Growing Pains? I feel like I've done this before. Was that Growing Pains? No, that was Growing Pains. It had nothing to do with the show, really. It really didn't. (laughs) Nor did the title, really. Because nobody actually had Growing Pains. Dominionism derives from a small fringe sect called Christian Reconstructionism. 
founded by a Calvinist theologian named R.J. Rush Dooney in the 1960s. Mm. Oh, Rush Dooney. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I don't like his silly name in the two O's in it. Christian Reconstructionism openly advocates replacing American law with the strictures of the Old Testament, replete with the death penalty for homosexuality, abortion, and even apostasy. The appeal of Christian Reconstructionism is, obviously, limited, and mainstream Christian right figures like Ralph Reed have denounced it. And his ideas, along with those of his followers, have had an incalculable impact on the milieu that spawned both Bachman and Perry. We have to track down that milieu, and we have to (laughs) defeat it. In your smart chapeau, we will defeat the milieu. We have to enlist Beyonce. Oh my god. She'll bring the gays. Beyonce, and I know you're listening. And the girls. And her platinum glove. We will- Beyonce, we need girls- we need gaze, and we need glove. <laughs> glove. Just one. Just one. A piece. I don't know if you have another one. I've never seen a second glove, but if you do, leave your spare at home. I don't know who else is going to help us win this fight, Seth. It's dire. She commands the girls. Mm-hmm. Who, as we know, run, run the, the world. world. She obviously has the gays. There's no doubt about There's that. There's no doubt There's she's got no the gays on lock. Yeah. So I was in um, a gay bar, Fiesta, the other day. On the screens was American Idol. And it was when Beyonce was a, one of the mentors for the contestants. And the second she came on screen, I swear to God, I saw at least four guys jump out of their seats, start jumping up and down and clapping. And I'm sitting there looking, and I just can't help but laugh because it's just the most adorable thing ever. Yeah, and I mean, like, do they clap as though they thought she were actually there at that moment? No, they clapped just because they saw her face. Like a starving child seeing a table full of food on Christmas morning. It was that. Wow. It was that. Beyonce has power. That I don't even think that she knows about. She should And use, I think she needs to use it yes. against the Republican Party. The Tea Party. Let's be honest, the Tea Party is the Re- Republican Party. It's just a rebranding. It's a corporate rebranding. It's like the new Coke. Beyonce needs to hear our call. We need a hero. Beyonce needs to hear our call because Rick Perry has already sounded the response. Rick Perry, who is now, as I said, running for president and is currently the governor of Texas, on August 5th held a prayer rally at a stadium in Houston for the response, an all-day event of Christian-centered prayer and fasting intended, as Mr. Perry explains on the event's website, to address the various crises that have besieged America. Because the person that you elected to government is telling you that he can't do his job and that Jesus has to step in now. Jesus needs to take the wheel. Jesus, that wheel is not going to steer itself. And God knows I'm not going to steer it. Separation of church and state. What What was that? What was that? Se- socialism? Se- Did se- I hear you say socialism? Because se- se- that's what it sounded like. Se- separation of church. Welfare? It sounds like welfare to me. Oh my God. I'm just thinking like, a sitting if governor. I were a Muslim country, I would be mad at America too. 
because of oh. shit like this. Oh, no, no. Think closer to our own shores. What if a Muslim were running for president and held a call to Mecca at a fucking football stadium? Do you think conservatives would not declare another fucking confederacy and start the revolution? In Rick Perry's horrid defense, he did it in Texas. Which is like, it's Texas. That's already like, that's it's already true, gone. But it's it, already gone. It's true. It's already gone. Like, we can't get that back. Nor, I don't, do we, do we want that back? I don't think we want it back. I don't want it back. Do you want it back? I'm happy where Texas. Uh, we need to give it to Mexico. We need to give Texas back to Mexico. Just have every Texan wake up Mexican property one yes. day. Yes. Oh my God. How literally how ama- I would every single see their Texan, faces. every single Texan would wake up an illegal immigrant I would in Mexico. See, I would want to see their faces. I'm thinking like, oh, cause my roommate, she's Texan. She says California's her home now, but her whole family is in Texas and that would make her sad. But at the same time, it would make me happy to see all of those Republicans turn illegal immigrants and just see how they like it. And also be forced to learn a different language. It's not a badge of honor to be ignorant, you know? Well, but it is (laughs) when your entire political life contradicts everything that you ever claim to stand for. These Tea Party folks claim to be the fiscal conservatives who save money and cut spending, but they always end up being the ones who take all the government money who participate in the government programs, who ask for handouts and bailouts. For instance, from the Texas Tribune, texastribune.org. As Governor Rick Perry launches his presidential campaign, he's turned to a talking point familiar to anyone who's heard him rail against the federal government over the last two years. The perfidy of the roughly $800 billion stimulus plan orchestrated by the Obama administration in 2009. He has made oodles of pronouncements on the failed stimulus program, failed, fed up with bailout after bailout. Um, But through the second quarter of this year, Texas has used $17.4 billion in federal stimulus money, including $8 billion of the dollars to fund state expenses that recur over and over. In fact, Texas used the federal stimulus to balance the last two budgets. Wow. Once again, it turns out that the people who claim the conservative values and morals and traditions thrive on hypocrisy. Back to our previous point just for a minute. Just yeah. one minute. Would we want to do that to Mexico? Haven't they had enough turmoil And trauma in their existence to not have to be bogged down by the weight of Texans. And that is a very, very heavy weight. It's true. They may rightfully own Texas, but they don't deserve it anymore. They deserve it without the Texans on it. Right, exactly. Exactly. I don't think that's going to happen. We could trail of tears them. We should trail of tears them to like fucking Samoa, American Samoa. Put them there. American Samoans, like they're pretty large individuals. Therefore, it's true. their resources could be depleted and you wouldn't really even know. They would just look like normal people. So yeah, Rick Perry. I hope he does get the nomination because with all the dumb shit he's done and is continuing to do every single day, saying he wants to lynch the Federal Reserve Chairman. Not really saying that, but he said... Down in Texas, we wouldn't treat him too nice. 
seriously, like he said that at a campaign event. Um, I think either he or Michelle Bachman, or rather even a, a, a Bachman Perry or Perry Bachman ticket. Let's call this what it is. The top tier of the Republican nominee. Just a barrel of idiot assholes. Yeah, it's like a barrel of monkeys, but but that would be an insult to monkeys. It would be an extreme insult to monkeys. A lot of monkeys know sign language. Name me one of those top tier Republicans that know any other languages. Most of them don't even have a firm grasp on English. Yeah. And the people who most loudly claim to be the real conservatives aren't. Texas even has a rainy day fund that could have covered all the shortfalls in their state budgets. But nope, they did take the federal stimulus money to be fiscal conservatives and pay the massive debt that they incurred. Here's hoping Democrats grow a pair because really in this case all that's necessary to grow a pair is to point out what all of the republicans are doing literally just point at what they're doing and say hey that's crazy i personally don't want to speculate too much about what the republican ticket's gonna be it doesn't affect me whatsoever it's not gonna change my vote i don't know i think it will only make clearer for people who are on the fence. Of course, the media loves to talk about the fucking independence as though that's some block of people that all moves together. <laughs> that's actually a like a label right, and a party exactly. now. But I, I don't think it's going to change many people's minds because I think the percentage of people who are going to vote for a Republican no matter what is going to pretty much stay the same. Yeah, they're still there. Yeah. They're not going, they're not away, going away for another eh, five or ten no years. No matter how much... I pray to their God and my God and other gods. Nightly. <laughs> Every single For their night. eradication. Not, not eradication so much as removal from my Retirement. presence. Retirement. Uh, remo- yeah. Not eradication. They can, they can be crazy somewhere else. They give them like a crazy island to be crazy on. Oh, crazy island. Why did you have to sink to the ocean floor? <laughs> and I bet their crazy island is going to be hella equipped with massive amounts of military presence and massive amounts. Oh, God, I'm sure. Yeah, Crazy Island. It's somewhere I don't never want to be. Crazy Island. How is this not a reality show already? I feel like every reality show is Crazy Island, in a sense. Not nearly enough like Lord of the Flies action in most reality TV, but still. Or Battle Royale action. Oh, my. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. Getting geeky with me. <laughs> This has been another episode of the By That I Mean podcast. You can tweet me at MFP Seth. And you probably shouldn't tweet Asia. I would say you should contact us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash by that I mean. You can give us your likes there. You can give us your comments. You can suggest us to your friends and family members that you want to terrorize. And you can go subscribe to my podcast at iTunes or at my website, themfp.org. I've been Seth Pearson. I have been Asia. I don't need a last name anymore. I have become that famous. Is it the kind of fame that will survive another week of absence from the By That I Mean podcast? Listen, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Is that our new motto? (laughs) (laughs) I think it should be. I think it should be our tagline. No comma. (laughs) Just listen, bitch. Exclamation point. Definitely, though. No, no, no. Don't even need it. Don't even need it. We're (laughs) confident enough. Just listen, bitch. Period. (laughs)
period. I think it should be like an ellipsis. I can roll with the triple period. All right. And until you roll with your triple period, I will continue to be Seth. I may or may not continue to be Asia. We don't know. I am rapidly becoming Texan. It's up in the air. I'm rapidly becoming Texan. My name might be Daisy. If it's Daisy or Destiny or Crystal with a K, we're not going to speak anymore. In fact, if you change your name or fully adopt that accent, there will be an exclusivity clause in that you will exclusively never return. I'm sorry, Seth, but you've seen the warning signs. You've been able to stop it this whole time, and you did nothing. I believe that the power of your spirit and of this podcast would pull you back from the edge of Texanus. No, I think your cosmic indifference is speaking volumes about you right now. To what? To my rapid decline in non-Texan behavior. You're already seeing it from their perspective. On the next episode of By That I Mean, Seth tries to save Asia from the Texas. (laughs) 